0: The Cheston the Podcast. Podcast. Podcast Hello, hello, hello How's everyone doing out there? Welcome to the Chestin Podcast I am Chestin, the host Alright you guys, we're going to get into these hot topics for the week of May 29th to June 4th But before we do that, I'm just going to get into a, a quick re- recap of a couple things um, I've been so busy these past two weeks, but anyways I'm Finally, I'm doing this episode, but I'm, you know, got to this episode. I'm catching up, but okay. So, um, The Idol. I don't know if anybody's heard of the show or seen it. It came out. It um, has The Weeknd. Um, it's by the same guy that uh, wrote, he created uh, Euphoria. Um, it's a TV show about a pop star that meets a cult leader. Um, it has The Weeknd in it, and it has Lily. i think that's her name lily depp bros that's uh, johnny depp's daughter is the lead character in the show um i checked it out saw it um it was a lot (laughs) just to say Uh, i don't know if i'm gonna continue watching it was a bit creepy um man it just a lot of like i get that they're trying to like Basically what I'm getting from the show Just off of the first episode From what I got They're trying to do like a modern day Britney Spears type of situation It's, it's kind of weird um, It is It's kind of There's like references to mental illness in there But I'm just like sitting there watching it And I'm like well first of all Nobody's ever confirmed If Britney Spears has a mental illness or not and that and you can look this up. You can Google this. It, her her public record, her her medical records, her father was trying to have them unsealed so the public can, you know, what's know what's in her file. But her lawyer fought that. So we don't know for sure. And, you know, we don't know for a fact if Britney Spears has a mental illness or not. So I, I didn't really like that reference. They like they threw that in there because the lead character had a breakdown You guys have to watch it. I'm not going to give you, like, the whole synopsis of what happens in it or, like, give you any spoiler alerts of the show. If you want to watch it, um, you know, check it out. I'm not going to suggest you watch it. It's a little dark, um, a little creepy. There's a lot of creepy elements. It's just a dark show. It just—I don't know. I don't know. Like, that creator, his name is Sam Levinson, I think, Um, the guy that created—and, you know, he created Euphoria— he he has a very like if you watch it definitely resembles Euphoria, but it's way more dark. The, the, like it's not in a high school setting. This is like the music business now, Hollywood now, and behind the scenes of everything. Like behind like behind the scenes at a photo shoot. You know rehearsals for dance. You know um, music video. You know just stuff. Like it, it shows an artist behind the scenes as opposed to only them you know in front of the camera it shows what goes on in her house and stuff i don't know um like i said before the the show is dark it is dark but i mean maybe some people like it i i don't know for me i don't think i'm gonna watch it again i mean i might check out the second episode just to see if it lightens up a little bit but i mean okay i'm just gonna put it out there spoiler alert well no i'm not even gonna say that i'm not you know what because i don't want (laughs) to <laughs> just, I'm just gonna say, there's a lot of. Uh, it's not a show. For, well, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't say it's a show for kids. Children should not watch the show. It's very much adult themed. You have to be. I think I picture in my head. You have to be at least 18 and up to watch the show. In my opinion, um, it's very graphic. You see a lot of nudity. A lot of nudity. Uh, Johnny Depp's daughter is not afraid to show her body, um, and the weekend is fucking creepy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is my review of the idol i don't like i said before i don't know if i'm watch it um i'll see I'll, I'll keep you guys posted on that one and then also another thing that happened over the weekend is um did anybody check out the hot 97 summer jam they were supposed to be celebrating 50 years of hip-hop and guess who the headliner was the, headli- the headliner was cardi b so that that interesting to me you know that's who you get to celebrate the 50 years of of hip hop. And this is no shade. This is no shade. I'm just saying, if we're doing 50 years of hip hop, I'm thinking like, you know, you should have had like, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not even gonna say Nicki Minaj because she did Summer Jam already. She she did that. And and the crazy thing about it is they had it this year at the UBS Arena, which looked like some arena where high school students get you know graduate that's what it looked like literally i saw the pictures and Nicki minaj did like a stadium last year at hot 97 she did like she she sold out a stadium it was packed i don't know if you guys saw the footage it was when she had that long ass hair that was blowing in the wind it was like really windy (laughs) i don't know why she would wear hair down to the damn ground when the wind like it's going to be windy and cold outside but anyways um not to compare the two, I don't. I don't have time to do that. But back to the Hot 97 Summer Jam um, concert that happened uh, on Sunday this past Sunday. Um, so Cardi B was the headliner, and also we had appearances of I Spice, Coili Ray, Glorilla, Lolo Brook. Um, I saw Flo Millie. Uh, it, it was like there. Uh, okay, so I give them props on you know giving the new female rappers, some shine, like, I, I give them props on, you know, that, that, okay, I get it, you know, like, that was dope, that we got to see a whole bunch, oh, and, um, Lotto was there, um, it was dope to see that, hold on, because I'm trying to find the, the roster, I swore I had the roster, I wanted to, okay, okay, I do have the roster, okay, so, let me go ahead. Okay, so I said Ice Spice, Coily Ray, Gl- Glorilla was there. Did I say Glorilla? Glorilla was there, Lola Brooke, French Montana, Fivio Foreign, Fivio Foreign, and Little TJ. And they had the locks there from what I, I heard. I don't know. I didn't see the locks. Um. So, yeah, so they're supposed to be celebrating 50 years of hip-hop, and that's who you brought out. That's just crazy to me. I feel like we should have had some... If we're celebrating fifty years of hip hop, you could have had a way better lineup, in my opinion. Um, I did catch clips of the show. I did watch. You know, first of all, one thing I did want to point out is that they were playing Nicki Minaj music up in the you know the arena, and they played Red Ruby the Sleeves, and like the whole audience was rapping it, which was crazy to me. I thought that was like so dope. It was like even though Nicki's not there, she's still you know she's still sunning. (laughs) <laughs> she's sunning I don't want to say you know, I don't want to cuss too much on here But she's still sunning So anyways um, But I did get to see Ice Spice's set First of all Shout out to Ice Spice What I liked about her set Is that she brought out All the The feed You know The, the, the new up and coming Female rappers That everybody else is, Really does not pay attention to She brought out Callie She brought out Flo Millie I thought that was dope You know to to you know to put some some shine on them to let them because she's like on on fire like okay I'm not the biggest Ice Spice fan but I'm not gonna lie the girl is on fire she's doing her thing she's you know you got to give props where props is due and I may not be the biggest fan of her her you know her style of rap or how she raps but I do like her as a person I do like her personality. I like that she was born January first, two thousand. I love you know. Shout out to my January Capricorns. I love January Capricorns. Um, not saying that I have a problem with December Capricorns because my brother is, is a December Capricorn and I love December. I love Capricorns. Period. Okay, but I'm just saying. Um, shout out to Ice Spice. She did her thing. I thought it was dope. Um, and then, and then um, I did catch Cardi B set. I'm not the biggest Cardi B fan. I will just put that out there. But I'm not going to bash her or trash her. Um, I did notice that she didn't have a lot of cheering. <laughs> a lot of a lot of people singing her songs. I did notice that there was a lot of people getting out of their seats, leaving the arena um, while she was performing. I, you can look this up. You can look this footage up. And then another thing I did notice, and I don't, you know, this is from me looking at the footage. This is from my mindset. So, okay. So, she performs that Tomorrow song. That Tomorrow, Tomorrow 2 song. Whatever. Is, I forgot. I don't know the title of the song. But the song she has with Glorilla. Called Tomorrow. Uh, the title has Tomorrow in it. Okay. So, on the screen is, I guess, supposed to be Annie. Annie from, you know, Tomorrow, Tomorrow. That Annie. The, the musical Annie. And she's up there twerking. And, and her booty cheeks are out, the dresses. I don't know who did the cartoon of that. Okay, so automatically people on social media automatically like put two and two together. Like me, in my brain. That was a diss to Ice Spice. I don't care what anybody says. That was a diss to Ice Spice. It was like she was clowning Ice Spice. She was taking shots at Ice Spice. But, okay, so I guess her, somebody on her team came out and said, you know, that people are reaching... You know, it's not Ice Spice, it's it's Annie, I don't know why people are saying that, but my thing is, Annie is based on a 10, 11 year old girl, why is her booty cheeks hanging out? Why is Annie, little Annie on the screen twerking, and, booty, and you see her underwear and her booty cheeks? That makes no sense to me, that makes it even worse, like, so are we into child pedophilia now? Like, it just that like I'm that is questionable. If that was your response to that because honestly, and we're going to be real, you know, I'm going to keep it real with you. I do think that that was a shot at Ice Spice. I do think Cardi B has a problem with Ice Spice. I do think she feels a little bit threatened because Ice Spice is taking off in the way I mean, okay. So you you can't Oh my god. I'm not trying to give Because, okay, I'm going to keep it real with you guys. I have to be authentic. I'm not trying to give Cardi B props because her come up was not authentic at all. You know, there was money that was put into it. There was streams that was put into it. There was money that was handed to DJs. You know, there was so much payola. And now Atlantic, the crazy thing is people don't know is they're not even noticing is that Atlantic did not get their money back from all that stuff. So that's why they're not promoting if you guys have not noticed, you guys have to notice these things. They're not promoting Cardi B as hard as they used to, you know. And I think the tides are turning on her. And there's a lot of artists, if you have been paying attention, there's a lot of artists that are leaving Atlantic. Like, it's not that great of a company, you know, record company from from reports, from what I'm, what I'm seeing and hearing. So, I don't know, man. I just... My thing is why are we going at Ice Spice? Ice Spice is unproblematic. She's not on, you know, she's so chill. I think and then on top of that, before Nicki Minaj and and Ice Spice even, you know, got in contact with each other or got to know each other, Cardi B met Ice Spice. There's pictures of them. They met each other in the club. It was all love. Ice Spice doesn't have a problem with any female rapper. You know, you can tell that girl is focused. She wants to make a mark. She she actually is hungry. And I respect that. I may not like the, her style of rap, but I respect that. I, I have to respect that. I respect anybody that is gonna take it seriously and work on their craft. I will never respect anybody that is paying that is doing some milliv Van, milli vanilli shit. Like I will never like I'm sorry, like it may be because Nicki Minaj raised the bar, you know? It like I find it incredible that Nicki Minaj is one of the few I'm not gonna say she's the only because there's other female rappers, but there's very few female rappers that write what they spit. You know what I'm saying? That actually sit down with a a pad and pen, and and you know and you know rap with you know how they're feeling or tell you about. What I love about Nicki Minaj is that she keeps you updated, baby. Up until like. Something can go down, and you know it's going to be talked about in her next song. <laughs> she did it with the situation when her and Meek Mill and her, her husband were, you know, they, they had that little confrontation in the mall. She did that on Yikes, baby, addressed it on Yikes. I was like, okay. And same thing with the whole thing that happened when Cardi B tried to throw the shoe at her at the Harper's Bazaar icon party for Fashion Week. She addressed that in Dip with Tyga. Like I mean, I fuck with Nicki Minaj Heavy because you you can't fuck with Nicki Minaj. She's like the number one. I don't care what you have to say, I don't care your opinion, you may hate you may hate her, you can't but you can't deny that she's not talented. First of all, I know for a fact that she writes her own shit because she talks like how she writes. That's a smart woman, okay? That's one thing we're gonna say you, you, you it, 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 it all adds up. You know, you could tell she's writing her own stuff because of how she speaks. And even she breaks down the writing process. She actually, I've never once, and this is no shade once again to Cardi B. I've never once heard her sit down and explain her writing process. Because she claims she writes. She claims. uh, That's what I've heard. She claims that she, she, you know, she writes her own songs. So, but I've never heard her like. Like, thoroughly sit down and say, Well, I got this line from that, and I did this, and the, you know, how I got this with that. Nicki Minaj has that's all I'm saying. Um, but like I said before, I'm not trying to compare the two, but back to the Hot 97 Sunday, Summer Jam. Um, and I, a lot of people are not talking about it. You probably this is probably me the first time you heard me talking about it is probably the first time you even acknowledged it, but um, it wasn't a good show. I'm just going to add, add, like, it could have been better. The lineup could have been better. If we're celebrating hip-hop, 50 years of hip-hop, Busta Rhymes should have been there. Uh, Lil' Kim should have been there, shit. Uh, Lauryn Hill, the Fugees, I don't know. Uh, fucking Queen Latifah, uh, Remy Ma, I don't know. Just some um, older artists. If we're celebrating 50 years of hip-hop, like, some more seasoned artists. not these. And nothing against these new artists because this is what you know, um, it's current, but it's not filling the seats, is what I'm pointing out, it's not, and first of all, how we go from a stadium to a little arena, where it looks like a high school graduation once again, um, takes place, like, it just, it made no sense to me, how we go from a stadium to an arena, like, last year, we had this big-ass stadium that was sold out, but now we're going to an arena. Yeah, it sounds like people did, <laughs> people weren't buying tickets. If I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. People weren't buying tickets. People did not want to see that shit. So, anyways, okay, moving on. We're gonna get into these hot topics for the May um, May 29th to June 4th, the week of May 29th to June 4th. Um, that was the hot topics. That was just like a real, you know, a little quick recap. Um, of what happened this weekend, you know, not re- you're not really a hot topic, but I just want to discuss it. So let's go ahead and get into it. Um, Al Pacino, who is 82, is expecting a baby with his 29 year old girlfriend. Wow! It seems like Al Pacino and Robert De Niro have a little competition going on. <laughs> who can have more kids <laughs> before they reach 100? Oh my gosh! 83. I mean, 82 82 and Robert De Niro what did i say um the last episode i said he was 79 79 right having a baby hold on i'm trying to trying to just go through I'm trying to see what age i said i think he said i said 79 i'm going he's in his 70s i know that much so Robert De Niro yeah Robert De Niro he's is about to have a baby and Al Pacino now is expecting a baby With his 29 year old girlfriend Like I said before But page 6 reports That um, Why does it say at 83? They're saying Okay so never mind Al Pacino Okay so it says Al Pacino at 83 He becomes a dad For the 4th time I did not know this man Has only 4 kids At 83 But okay So for the 4th time With his 29 year old girlfriend um, Who is actually She's 8 months pregnant So she's like About to pop Soon Like She's ready to give birth, like, in a month. So they're stating that the couple were first spotted together in April 2022. But sources say that they've been quietly dating since COVID-19, since the COVID-19 pandemic. So, like, what, 2019? Um, But his girlfriend, she has also been linked to Mick Jagger and um, billionaire Nicholas Berggruen. Okay? So I guess... Her mo is that she likes older guys. Um, congrats, style Pacino. <laughs> I guess that's all I can say. Moving on to the next story, Kevin Federline is being sued for owing kids' private school more than fifteen thousand dollars. Yes, let's get into this. Page six reports a private Christian school in L.A. Well, in California. Um, they're keeping the Christian school name private because they don't want any type of, you know, it's protection for his kids, I guess. Um, basically the private Christian school, they are suing Kevin Federline for owing more than $15,000 in tuition for two of his children. Um, the institution filed a civil lawsuit against Federline and his wife in the Los Angeles Superior Court, um, They claim that the couple have an outstanding balance of $15,593 for their daughter's schooling. Um, The institution demanded the money, but the couple, quote unquote, failed and refused and continue to fail and refuse to pay all or any parts of the remaining balance due. In addition to the balance, the school is asking for 10% interest per annum plus attorney's fees. They were hit with the lawsuit one week before announcing, you know, the move to Hawaii with the two boys. Okay, so continuing on in that same vein. Right. So page six reports Britney Spears. She consents to her two sons moving to Hawaii. So Britney was, you know, she's okay with it. So Britney's attorney, Matthew Rosengart, who I love, he's like. Okay first of all If anybody doesn't know I think I said this before But I have to bring this up So Matthew Rosengart Was Madonna's attorney Madonna referred him to Britney To help her get out of her conservatorship So let's give it up for Queen Mother Madonna (laughs) As Beyonce would say Anyways okay I just had to put that out there But anyways So Rosengart, Britney's attorney He blasts Federline's attorney um, So he notes That Preston will soon be 18, and Jaden will, um, will, well, he is uh, 16. Um, Preston, he turns 18 in September. So, basically, they're, you know, reading, they're reaching a mature age, basically, is what the, uh, Britney's attorney is saying. So, um, he basically says, Britney consents to the relocation. Uh, he says, Federline's attorney contacted him, you know, contacted him back in April and asked to keep, you know, He contacted Okay, so Federline's attorney Contacted Brittany's attorney Rosengart Back in April About this whole move So this thing Has been You know They've been talking And discussing about You know Discussing this move Since April Okay But um, So Rosengart Brittany's attorney He asked Actually To keep this private You know He asked Federline's attorney You know Let's keep this matter You know Between us Let's not make this public Let's you know Keep this private Right so then, um, Rosengard, Brittany's Britney's attorney, he also noted Federline's attorney violated his clients, you know, Jaden and Preston is who he's speaking of, and Britney's privacy by releasing private videos of Britney with her children, then a tabloid television interview. I don't know if you guys remember all this, this happened like last year, this is basically what led up to Britney not speaking to her sons, you know, they have not spoken in about a year, um, Those things did play a part, I'm going to say. I don't know if you guys saw the videos of her sons. It was obvious Kevin Federline told his kids to record, which is some snake shit. Some snake shit. But he told them boys to record them, I guess, anytime Britney was screaming at them. But I, I don't know if any of you guys saw the recordings. It was a typical mother. Brittany was not, it was nothing off, nothing. It was just a typical mom talking to her teenage sons. It was so typical. It was like, there was nothing wrong with what she was saying to them boys. It was nothing but, she was being a mom in those videos. So it really backfired on them and made them, you know, Kevin. it made Kevin Federline look bad. It makes him look bad. But anyways, continuing on. So, um, so Rosengart, Brittany's attorney, he continues to slam Federline's um, attorney. And he basically says, um, you know, he slams him for talking to the media outlets about Federline threatening to take Britney Spears to court if she didn't approve the move to Hawaii when they already discussed this back in April and agreed to keep this matter private. But basically, you know, what I'm getting is that Kevin Federline and his attorney in my opinion, allegedly, I'm going to say allegedly, let me just put that out there. But in my opinion, from what I'm from seeing it, they were down with the conservatorship. You guys have to keep in mind, Kevin Ferdinand does not have a job. This man, since the birth of them boys, has been milking Britney Spears for child support. And she pays, I think, somewhere from fifteen to 20000 a month for them boys, for each boys, I think. I want to say, uh, yeah, for each boy, she's, she she, or is it all alone? Okay, so I'm gonna say probably all together. Okay, so all together for the two boys, she's paying fifteen to twenty thousand a month. Okay, and that's basically what, to me, <laughs> that's what uh, Kevin Federline and his attorney they they bank on basically. So um, it's like the boys are about to be of age in the United States. Um, So it's like, oh, time is running out. It's ticking, you know. What are you going to do? So now we're starting to, you know, record videos of Britney Spears without her knowledge and selling them to the media for money. We're starting to do tabloid, trashy tabloid interviews for money. You know what I'm saying? So now it's just showing you how much, and it's really sad. I hate that Britney Spears attracted something like that into her life and created with something like that. You know, it's, it's it's really sad. You you know, just be careful out there, you know, choosing who you have children with. That's all I'm going to say, because as you can see, Britney Spears is going through it. But continuing on, um, Britney Spears' attorney, he says that uh, Kevin Federline's attorney, he created unnecessary drama and um, a false dispute by publicly discussing the issue. OK, so continuing on. So. Let's let's get into this So there, Kevin Federline wants to move the two boys to uh, Hawaii He's saying because his wife um, Has a teaching job that was offered out there And he's saying that he has DJ opportunities I don't know the last time I've heard Kevin Federline being a DJ here So I don't believe that he has opportunities out there But anyways So fans started, you know, online started speculating They're, they're like, okay, hold on now Okay, so They're saying Kevin Federline, like people were just putting it two and two together, and they were saying, like, Kevin Federline wants to move to Hawaii because of the state's extended child support laws. Yes. Yes. Look this up. Okay. I had to look this up. Okay. So in Hawaii, child support is ordered for children up to the age of 23. Okay. 23. (laughs) And And the stipulation of that is. It, 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 they, they can, you know, they can um, be on child support up to 23 if um, they're enrolled full time at a college or a university or a, rec- uh, or a vocational type of school or a trade school. So as long as they're full time enrolled in some type of school, they are eligible for child support up to the age of 23. I do not put this past Kevin Fennelier. <laughs> I'm going to be flat out honest with you guys out there. I do not put this past that man. That man is grimy. That man is grimy. He knew about the conservatorship. He knew what was going down in the conservatorship. But he did not say anything because he was getting, you know, a kickback, basically. He was getting paid. So he, you know, and Britney Spears didn't have no say about it. So it's just... But you guys got to remember, it's a, you know her child support is in the state of California, so they would have to like you know move the whole case to Hawaii and you know create a case in Hawaii. But Britney Spears is not in Hawaii, so I'm sure there's going to be like some type of stipulation again. It's not going to be easy, is what I'm saying. So I'm sure he's going to have to jump through some hoops to do that. But do not be shocked if in the future you guys hear that he is trying to get Britney Spears on ch- child support in Hawaii. Because he wants his kids to, you know, he wants to milk it until they're 23. Oh, my gosh. Just how low can you be, man? Like, oh, my God. Okay. So, anyways, moving on to the next um, hot topic. Kim Cattrall, she returns. She re- She's going to, well, she's supposed to be returning, allegedly, in the uh, next season. Season 2 of And Just Like That on Max. It used to be HBO Max, but they changed it to Max. The whole name is, I don't know why they did that. It should HBO needed to be in there somewhere, but anyways, okay. So it's Max. So anyways, going on to this story. So the New York Post reports Samantha's back. Okay, Kim Cattrall recently filmed a cliffhanger scene for the upcoming season two of the Max spinoff, and just like that, sources say her cameo was hush hush. Her name was never even on the call sheet. That's how hush-hush this was. Basically, they did not even want the staff to know that she was coming in. So, you, so mind you, you know, the staff probably flipped out when they saw her walk onto set. But anyways, continuing on. Um, her scene was filmed in March of this year. So, season two, it premieres June 23rd um, and just like that. I watched season one, loved it, but it was Missing Samantha. I'm not going to lie. There is no sex in it. I have to put this out there. There is no sex in the city without Kim Cattrall, Samantha. She was one of the key. She was the, like she lived the title. I don't know how to explain it. You know, her character was actually living what the title is. You know, she was in the city running, running the streets, but she was having a lot of sex. Like and there's nothing wrong with that because she was in her, you know, prime. She was like, you know, single doing her thing. There's nothing wrong with that. She was a woman, you know, ahead of her time. You know, you got to remember, Sex and the City came out, like, in 96, 97. So, you know, just to see that, it was like, this is before Me Too, too. This is, like, when you could be slut-shamed and nobody would say anything about it, okay? But, anyways, um, continuing on, okay? You guys have to remember, Kim Cattrall, she refused to do a Sex and the City 3 movie, okay? And she claimed she was done playing Samantha Jones. Like, she was just, like, done, like tired of it. so you know they had to like pay her some money they had to like there's no way you like it. it just <laughs> like she basically was like i'm not coming back do not ask me to come back i'm done playing that character i do not care but you you know like they had to pay her like a pretty pe- penny like she got her her demands were met if they got her to like ...come back to the show. But anyways, continuing on. So Kim Cattrall's appearance came with demands, of course. Sources say she refused to film with her former co-stars. Yes. Carrie. <laughs> Carrie. Uh, what, what's the names? Okay, so there's Carrie, Samantha, Miranda, and Charlotte. So she did not want to film with the other actresses. Uh, Carrie, who played, who's played by Sarah Jessica Parker. Miranda, who's played by Cynthia Nixon and Charlotte who's played by Kristen Davis. So she did not that was one of her demands. She did not want to film with her co-stars. Um she would not f- uh, step foot on she um she would not set foot on set if Michael Patrick King, the show's showrunner, um was there. So she did not even want to see him. He's like an a producer ex- executive producer of the show, so she was not even like trying to see him. Um it, you could tell the beef is deep. Because he's close with he's extremely close with Sarah, Je- you know Jessica Parker, and um, for her to like not want to, wow, like does not even want to be with the co-stars. Like so how? So let's say you know because people are alleging that. First of all, I'm hearing you know it's alleged that she only shot one episode, so she's like in the the season finale of season two. That's the episode. Spoiler alert. I probably shouldn't have told you that but I'm gonna tell you now So she's supposed to be in the season finale Of Sex in the City And just like that the the spinoff From Sex in the City and just like that Season 2 she's supposed to be in the season 2 finale And I guess Sources were saying that It's like an open door we don't know If she's gonna be back for season 3 full time We don't know But my thing is is like I don't think that's gonna happen because If her demands is that she She doesn't want to film with her former co stars or even see the showrunner, you know, the guy that works on the show. What makes you guys think that she's going to want to be around them in season three? That's all I'm saying. That's just weird to me. So, um, but like, yeah, it says here, like, sources say she'll never, you know, do a third season because she was treated poorly. Like, she had a bad experience, you know, with sex in the city. Um, She, you know, Kim Cattrall, she basically says, you know, it was like, uh, Sarah Jessica, this is, according to her, she's basically saying Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker, like, got close with everyone on set and basically isolated her, like, did it on purpose, like, you know, like a mean girl tactic, like, and I mean, I mean, okay, so to give Sarah Jessica Parker her, her credit, she's never said nothing bad about Kim Cattrall publicly. She's always maintained that I have no problem with her. There is no beef. But we weren't there. (laughs) We weren't there on those sets. We weren't there when they were filming. So I'm just going to say I don't know. And, I, I, you know, I I don't know. So um, continuing on. Kim Cattrall, um, she was dressed by the stylist from Sex, Sex in the City, Patricia Field. Which is crazy because she did not sign up to do And Just Like That. She didn't she like she did not she refused to go, to go back like to do the spin-off the reboot. She you know was not going to do, you know, be the stylist. But when she heard that Kim Cattrall was going to be back as Samantha, she jumped up to the opportunity to dress her for the scene. So you know she's going to be dressed down. Samantha's going to come in like I can't wait to see her scene because that woman she dressed them down in Sex and the City. But continuing on, um, yeah, she was the stylist for Sex and the City. So she decided to come on board back when she heard Kim Cattrall was coming back so um, you could tell people are, they're not trying to make it public they're trying to keep it you know whatever's going on behind the scenes with them women Hush hush but I, you know eventually it's gonna come out we're gonna you know somebody's gonna write a tell-all book and it's gonna be exposed what really happened you know can't wait till that day happens but moving on to the next topic Danny Masterson found guilty of two counts. Of rape in retrial. Yes, it is getting serious, okay? Danny Masterson. Okay, so for those of you who do not know who Danny Masterson is, hold on, let me get into this. Okay, so page six reports, like I just said, Danny Masterson found guilty of rape. Um, and Los Angeles jury agreed on two of the three counts he was charged with, but deadlocked on third charge um Danny Masterson he played Steve Stephen Hyde in that 70s show so I don't know if you've seen that show you guys know who Steve is then yeah he's that character which is crazy when I, I I did not know his name on the show but I knew what his face looked like so when I saw that he was like charged I was like oh my god I know that guy so anyways so now he is facing more than forty years in prison for all three charges, and it's unclear what it will be now for just the two counts. So he was facing for all three charges. He was facing forty years, but he only got found. He was only found guilty on two of them. So there, it's up in the air. We don't know what what how much time he's gonna get. Okay, but he's gonna get some time. Okay, for two, probably twenty, probably a good twenty years. I'm I'm saying two. Two counts? Okay. Um, He will be sentenced at a later date. I've just heard that it's going to be in August. So he's facing sentencing in August of this year. Um, In June 2020, he was charged with raping three different women. He's accused of raping a 23-year-old in 2001, a 28-year-old in April of 2003, and another 23-year-old around fall, winter 2003. Oh my God, that's crazy. According to the Los Angeles County district attorney's office okay Masterson he pleaded not guilty in January 2021 to all alleged crimes he was tried in November 2022 but it was declared a mistrial in the second trial the judge allowed more evidence to be heard aiding the jury's decision okay so that's how we came here at the retrial he's found guilty of the two counts um Masterson, he is accused of drugging his victims Before sexually assaulting them I'm not even gonna lie, man Seeing this guy Like, looking at him He definitely has that look And if you guys don't believe me Look it up Watch that 70s show He even looks The character looks like he's that guy Like No, and this is like No, I'm not trying to be mean or anything Or funny or anything But I'm just saying He, he like He looks like he takes advantage of women So, I mean You know, I feel bad, you know, for the victims. So, you know, I'm glad that they got justice. So, you know, and this is crazy because it's just showing you that, you know, there's going to be a lot more names that are going to come out. (laughs) because they're like going back baby. They're going all the way back to 2001 and 2003. Yes. There's going to be plenty of victims that are going to come out, man. Like as you like like I've heard Nick Carter, he's about to be facing some the guy from the Backstreet Boys, one of the members, Nick Carter, um Aaron Carter's older brother, rest in peace to Aaron Carter. But he's being charged um for sexually assaulting a girl and one of the victims I heard was um, the girl. She's a she was a former member of the group Dream. If this is all for my millennials out there, <laughs> might I add, you would know if you're a millennial, uh, you would probably know who Dream is. They had like two good songs that came out. One of them, the like the one of them it, they were first of all they were the original girl group from Diddy, uh, pop girl group from Diddy, not R and B, um, pop girl group like Danity Kane. But it was only four members And it was like Two white girls Two Hispanic Like three white girls One Hispanic girl And they had that song um, He loves me He loves you not Loves you not Or whatever That was like all over TRL This is for my millenni- millennials out there <laughs> um, Gen Z would not know who this group is But anyways Moving on to the next story um, <clears throat> So JLo and Ben Affleck pay cash for $60 million Beverly Hills mansion. Let's get into it. Page 6 reports Ben Affleck and JLo, they bought a mansion in Beverly Hills, just repeat myself, for 60 million, well so for 60.85 million dollars after 2 years of searching. So they've been searching for a, you know, a, a home, a nest for their combined families for 2 years. Oh man, I mean, but that's nothing. They're they're millionaires, so, you know, that's nothing. They're probably living in other properties while they're looking for the perfect house. But anyways, um, the mansion is 38,000 square feet with 12 bedrooms, 24 bathrooms and full basketball court and a full basketball court. Okay, they paid cash. The property was listed for one hundred thirty-five million dollars in two thousand eighteen. Then it dropped down to seventy-five million dollars earlier this year. Okay, so they got it still. Okay, um, sixty point eighty-five million dollars is what they paid in cash. You know, baby. When I one thing I'm learning about real estate is that they will drop the price if you got the cash. You saw what happened with Beyonce and Jay Z. They bought that Malibu mansion that was like two hundred seventy five. First of all, the the original price was like two hundred seventy five million dollars, and they got it for two hundred million dollars cash, which is crazy. Dude. That's a lot of counting. But anyways, um, the mansion it sits on a five acre estate. J Lo and Ben Affleck's uh, thirty eight thousand square feet mansion. It sits on five acres. Okay, that's. That's awesome, congrats to them I'm glad that they finally found a place So they can have their combined families All live together in one roof 12 bedrooms, 24 bathrooms That's a lot of bathrooms Who's going to be cleaning? Okay, that's a lot of bathrooms Oh my god Okay, so moving on Alright, so Brad Pitt claims Quote unquote vindictive Angelina Jolie secretly sold off His winery um, stakes As payback For nasty custody battle All right. So page six reports, according to legal documents filed by Brad Pitt, he claims he and Jolie agreed they would never sell their share in their 30 million dollar French estate um, named Chateau Miraval. Okay, they bought it in 2008. Fast forward to 2019. They divorced and um, they negotiated a buyout option. In the summer of twenty of 2021, Pitt found out via press release that Jolie sold her 50% stake. Um, mm-hmm. Pitt claims his, quote unquote, vindictive ex-wife, quote unquote, collaborated in secret to ensure he'd be kept in the dark. OK, the filing continues to say Jolie no longer want um, she no longer wanted to sell to Pitt in the wake of the adverse custody ruling okay he was granted joint custody and then it was later overturned if you guys know about that that i that was last season on my season 1 podcast where i talked about that flight where the, i guess on the private plane flight where he <laughs> allegedly he put the smack down on angelina jolie and her seven kids and that's when she divorced him after that flight and like the kids want nothing to do with him. But anyways. Um, continuing on. Um, whew, he says. Jolie's decision to terminate. Negot- um, negotiations with him. Was intentional. And. Pretextual. Uh, Jolie's actions were unlawful. Severely. And intentionally. Damaging. Um, Pitt and unjustly enriching herself half of the property has been sold to a third party which Pitt says defeats the purpose of buying the property he wanted to have the property for their children their seven children the entire property um nine months prior Jolie filed a 250 million countersuit against Pitt stating he was trying to seize control of the French winery to ensure she would never see a dime of its vast profits. Um, the suit also claims Pitt tried to force Jolie to sign a hush clause that would silence her from discussing the circumstances of their divorce. Um, Pitt, Brad Pitt, he filed his original lawsuit in February 2022, um, claiming Jolie deprived him of his right to enjoy his private home and to oversee the business, um, to oversee the business, he developed from start um, from scratch. Okay, the estate um, that they're battling over is a thirty-five room mansion surrounded by lush gardens with a moat, fountains, aqueducts, a pond, a chapel, and a vineyard. They were married in the chateau in two thousand fourteen. So it's it's getting nasty between these two. Um it's just going to get nasty between Rapid and Julie. like seriously it, it, I, um yeah it's going to get nasty between these two. Like there's going to be like more stuff that's going to come out. She is not playing with this man. Like they are like mad at each other. It's like crazy, but um I hope they work it out because I don't want it to get too ugly, but I have a feeling it's going to get there because she's like sounding off on his ass. But anyways, moving on to the next topic. Chili admits she and her ex, Usher, were still in contact while he was married. Yes, People Magazine reports. Chili shared that her and Usher stayed in contact up until 2019, despite breaking up 15 years before. Okay, she says she loves hard, and she um, and she couldn't get over it. No, and neither could Usher. So that's why they stayed in contact. Um, Chili says. She cut him off to focus on herself. She even stopped dating because during that time she wasn't, she realized she wasn't over um, Usher. So um, she goes on to say that her and Usher were on and off for years. Okay. And you guys got to remember Usher was married to Tamika Foster in 2007 um, to 2009. And then he was married to Grace Harry in 2015 to 2018. So that entire time, that probably. This probably played a part in why he got Divorced um so that entire time Up until 2019 he was still in Contact with Chili so they Were still like talking to each other um, um for those who Don't know Chili and Usher began dating In 2001 and they broke up Three years later 2004 Um Chili is now Dating Matthew Lawrence from Boy Meets World I always thought they were a cute Couple I wish it would have last between Chili and Usher um but, you know, it wasn't meant to be. It's all good. Um, but no, I'm not shocked that Usher was still talking to Chili while he was married. He's a Libra. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> okay, moving on to the next hot topic. Trey Song sued for sexual assault after allegedly exposing woman's breast. Yes, let's get into this. I was just talking about this. That there's going to be a lot of people That are going to be exposed Yes, let's continue on So page 6 reports A woman identified as Jane Doe I think they meant Jane Doe I think it was a typo So I'm going to say Jane Doe Because Jane Doe D-U-E does not sound right Okay, so Jane Doe She filed a lawsuit against Trey Songz In federal court Alleging that he groped her breasts During an incident in 2013 And you guys know what incident I'm talking about But we're going to get into it So let me continue it So she claims she met Trey Songs at an event in Foxwoods Resort Casino. Um, she thought it might be fun to politely take a picture with Trey Songs in the background. So basically she like had a, you know, like a selfie and had her back turned and you know basically could see, you know, Trey Songs in the background and she wanted to like, you know, say hi to him, you know. You know, you know, you know like just like cute little snap or whatever, a little cute little video I guess, I guess. So she claims <clears throat> In the lawsuit, we're going to continue on. So she claims that um, Trey Songs came up behind her and he allegedly ripped back her bathing suit top, grabbed her breasts, and exposed them. Now, I don't know if you guys, there is a video. This, this, there. This, I remember this video. I saw it and I was in shock that he did that. But you could tell he's one of the men that thinks he can get away with anything that just this is I'm just keeping it real with you. That's what I feel his persona gives me. He thinks he can get away with anything because he's Trey Songs. That's what he gives. But continuing on, um she claims that Trey Songs then degradingly chanted <laughs> Um Titty in the open, Titty in the Open. So he thought it was a joke. He thought it was funny. He thought it was, you know, cute little joke, which I don't find that funny. Um I'm sure she was, you know, mortified because it was public and people were probably watching her and looking at her. So, ooh, that's horrible. Um, So she originally reached out to Trey Songz and his camp um, seeking $5 million in damages, but they did not respond back. So now she's seeking at least $10 million in damages for the situation. Oh, my God. That is just crazy. I... And the crazy thing about it is that we've been hearing about Trey Songs for the longest. And what confirmed it for me is when I heard Kiki Palmer talk about an incident she had with Trey Songs that made her feel uncomfortable. She wouldn't go into detail, of course, because she's a professional. You know Kiki Palmer. Oh, shout out to Kiki Palmer. She looks so good. Mother, motherhood looks so good on her. But, um,. Yeah, I I just knew when she said something about, you know, his antics, I was like, OK, so there must because this is not the first time. And I'm sure this is not the first time you've heard either that Trey Songz has an issue with sexually assaulting women. He <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a, you know, he he has no he's an abuser. He has no problem doing it. Like I've heard plenty of stories, even from some celebrity women that have said that he's a very aggressive when you meet him in person. So, um, and it makes sense, you know, he, and I think he knows he's gotten a whiff that that's what his reputation has become because he has not really seen any music. He's been very lay low and chill because I can, I can tell he does not want to be me too. He does not want that situation. So he's trying to like, I wouldn't say disappear, because I'm sure he wants to put out new music, but he's just trying to lay low and, like, I guess give it time. But this stuff is not going to blow over. There's going to be, like, yeah, I think more women are probably going to come out. And then on top of that, we'll see what goes on with this lawsuit, because she does have it. uh, If you could look up this video there i've seen this video i know exactly what she's talking about who this jane doe um who this woman is in this lawsuit i know i don't know who she is but i know i've seen the video i know exactly what video she's talking about or what situation she's talking about because i saw it and i was in shock that he just walked up to her and ripped her bikini top off like i was like wow he's bold (laughs) he's really really bold Alright, so that was all the hot topics for this week Okay, so you make sure you subscribe, share, and like On Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and YouTube Make sure to follow the Chestnut Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter Um, Remember to take care of yourself, take care of each other A new episode will be uploaded next Tuesday I will be on time this time Okay, I'm sorry for these little late That Memorial Day weekend messed me up I just got so caught up in other, you know, other stuff Going on that I you know Didn't make time to Record my episodes but this Week you get two episodes so I mean you know Get a little extra gift I guess um, but thank you guys For listening thank you guys for supporting me um, Once again take care of yourself Take care of each other alright I'll see you Oh well you will hear From me next week okay my next episode Alright thank you Peace